everybody and welcome to Bond, James Bond with your host Mike Kalinowski and myself Brad Gilmore promoting our brand new book Bond, James Bond exploring the shaken and stirred history of Ian Fleming's 007. This will be a limited podcast series that will dive into every single James Bond movie and we will break them down. We will give our opinions, our hot takes or whatever comes across our mind in the world of MI6's greatest secret agent James Bond. 007. We hope that you enjoy the podcast so much so that you go to bondjamesbondbook.com and order our brand new book available on bondjamesbondbook.com or wherever books are sold. Let's enjoy the podcast. When you were young and your heart was an open book You used to say ever-changing world in which we're living makes you give in and cry say live and let die And she joins me right now. We're talking about A Christmas Spark that is premiering at 8 p.m. on November 27th on Lifetime. The incomparable Jane Seymour joins me all the way from Dublin. Jane, how are we doing? We're doing great. Thank you very much. I'm very, very happy to speak here. Uh, it's so great to speak to you. I mean, let, let's let's just dive right into A Christmas Spark. This is obviously the time of year where we get so many great holiday movies and television shows to watch. Tell the people about A Christmas Spark. Um, I particularly love this one. I did it because the script was way, I mean, superior in my, in my uh, estimation to a lot of these Christmas shows. And it had a lot of depth, too. But basically, Molly is a woman whose husband um, passed away uh, two years ago. Um, she, you know, she's stuck in her routine. She lives still in the house. She won't change anything. She's obsessed with Christmas. She always has her daughter come 
and her granddaughter, and they do all the same things, and everything is a tradition. And um, her daughter calls and basically says that her husband's got a new job and they've got to change things. And why doesn't she come to them instead? So she goes to them, and I think in Connecticut or somewhere, back east, and uh, really doesn't want to. And and what happens is she ends up, um, she's an ex-drama school teacher, and she ends up uh, being coerced into directing the, the, the town's little Christmas play. And while she's doing this, she keeps bumping into the the town's most eligible bachelor, who she doesn't know at all, who's played by Joe Lando, who um, is a kind of a grumpy kind of guy and uh, certainly not an actor, certainly never you know wants to do any of this kind of thing. And she coerces him into doing this Christmas play. And, and uh, through that, they develop a relationship and find love. But um, meanwhile, you know, her real um, trauma is that she loved her ex, you know, her husband, and she spent many, many years dealing with him dying from a, a, an illness, which took a long time and was very, very difficult for her to deal with. And she just doesn't know how she can um, love two people at the same time. How do you do you let go of one to start another relationship? Or can you hold uh, both both relationships in your heart? So it's, it's all about whether she dares uh, start again. And I think it's very rare for them to have a movie about people in their 60s, and in my case, of course, I'm 70, um, falling in love and having a, a real romantic, um, you know, uh, relationship. Yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, especially, like you said, to find, for a story to, to, to highlight people who can find love after love. You know, I remember my grandmother, my grandmother, you know, after her husband passed away, uh, she ended up finding another another uh, boyfriend for a little while <laughs> when she was in her mid-80s. So it's just great uh, to let people know that it's never too late to uh, fall in love and to have the Christmas story involved with it always is fun. Now, um, you said that you, you picked this project because the script spoke to you. Is, is that normally how you go about choosing? Using something, the material really has to mean something. Yes, definitely. And uh, I mean, this one really was good. I mean, I read it and it just jumped off the page, and it had humor, and it had pathos, and it and it had charm, and it had wit, and it had. And I just thought, if they get me a really good guy to play opposite, you know, this thing will just be amazing. And then um, they were smart enough to go, well, wait a minute, chemistry. Who are we looking for? What about Joe Lando? Because you know, Jane and Joe always had chemistry and anything we've done since there's always been chemistry and we're still very close friends. And Joe had read it because we're just friends. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I've just been offered this thing. And I didn't, you know, think for him to do it. And he read it and he said, oh, my God. He said, you're going to have so much fun doing this. This is really good. And I hope you get a good guy because this is, you know, you're going to have the best time. And then, of course, they hired him and we did have the best time. It was wonderful. Uh, it's actually incredible. Uh, a Christmas spark on Lifetime, November 27th. We're talking to Jane Seymour right now. Jane, this is something obviously you don't know because we have never spoken before, but you, I have like this running top 15 films of all time list that I have, and you are in two of my top 15 favorite movies of all time. One of them being, of course, Live and Let Die uh, with Sir Roger Moore, the late, great Sir Roger Moore, the other being Wedding Crashers. If I can ask you just about uh, your time filming Live and Let Die for just a moment, because this, I could be wrong, but wasn't that your first major acting role in a motion picture? Uh, in a motion picture, absolutely, yes. I'd been in a series before that in, in England called The Aneedon Line. I had a quite a nice role in it, but this was my first major lead in a, um, in a major picture, yeah. And then... I mean, it's just, it's so crazy because, I mean, for you 
to, to be a part of a machine like the James Bond franchise, especially it was Roger Moore's first James Bond. Um, just can you tell me like what you remember about when that movie came out and kind of the filming of it and all that? Well, it, it was such a big deal and uh, it could have gone to my head, but mercifully at the time I was uh, dating and about to marry Michael Attenborough, Richard Attenborough's son, and he took me aside and uh, gave me some great advice. He said, the day you believe in your own publicity, you're dead. <laughs> he, he brought me, he brought me right, you know, back on the ground. So, you know, I never got carried away with any of this, you know, bond stuff or any of that. And, um, in fact, uh, afterwards I decided I really needed to, you know, learn more about acting. So I went into the theater and I did Shakespeare and, and, um, you know, all the classics you know, in, in repertory and everyone thought I was crazy to go and do that. But I just felt that I wanted to be an actress. That's what I wanted not to be particularly a Bond girl, but uh, being a Bond girl in retrospect, I think was actually a very fortunate and lovely thing. I'm very proud of it, you know, and, uh, and, it, you know, it's another role for me. But for some people, especially in England, as far as they're concerned, that is the only thing I've ever done. And <laughs> sometimes it's a little frustrating when you have a very large body of work. Um, but, um, but you know, for it's very interesting. Uh, different generations know me for different movies. So I, it's either Bond or Dr. Quinn or uh, Wedding Crashes or um, any of the sci-fi ones like Battlestar Galactica, that's a random one, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's just, it's all different things. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been very, very fortunate. Oh, of course. And, and again, we're going to add to the pantheon of incredible uh, work that you've done with A Christmas Spark uh, that goes down November the 27th on Lifetime. My final thing, uh, Jane Seymour, that I want to ask, do you have any holiday traditions that we should be aware about? What does Jane Seymour do during the holidays? Well, I used to have a home in England that was over a thousand years old. And that's wow. where we had our traditions. It was built in 950. It was um, the home of Prior Cantalo of Bath, who built Bath Abbey. So it dated all the way back with, you know, renovations and, and extra parts of the castle put together, or well, it's manor house, really, you know, in 1200, 1400, 1500, the most recent being 1912, which was an orangery. So we had a lot of traditions there. It was a little tiny village. Um, people would come and sing carols, and we would, you know, have the whole the village would come from the church, which was on our property, into our big sort of ballroom, living room area, which has the most beautiful sound. And we'd have, um, you know, mulled wine and, um, and you know, and all the the English, um, I can't remember what they're called, uh, you know, mincemeat and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and you know, we, we had major, major Christmases there with lots of people and lots of friends from America would come and they'd sit in the kitchen and I'd say, you do realize that you're sitting next to a wall that has been here is four times older than your country that was very hard for people to understand like old no no old in america is aging it's not old and then even my house there you know when it was built was nothing compared to the you know the roman baths which are just down the road or or you know the uh, the druids and stonehenge which was in the other direction so you know, that was tradition was to be in the cold and it always seemed to snow on Christmas Day. You know, no, no other time, but Christmas morning, you'd wake up and then the deer would be out there and the rabbits jumping around and the fox, you know, a big red fox. And it was just magic. So having Christmas in America now in California, the sun is shining. We turn the jacuzzi on. 
we uh, take the champagne out and go sit in the jacuzzi and say, aren't we lucky that we live in California <laughs> and we don't have snow? And, uh, but we, you know, we cook the same turkeys and we have uh, all the, the decorations from the trees from all those years. We have, we have those now in California and um, because of fire risk, I won't put a real tree in my house. Just one of those pre-lit ones I like. I'm very fond of those. So we, um, and then, you know, the kids and, and friends and family, I, I love the holidays. And, uh, you know, it's, um, for us, it's, it's almost like an extension of Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving. You know, it, it's a time to actually stop and just look around and be grateful for what we have and to give back and see what we can do to help others that are not supportive. Oh, that's an incredible, incredible answer. I love, love the story there. And, and Jane Seymour, I am grateful for the opportunity to speak with you this morning at Christmas Park again on November 27th on Lifetime. Jane, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Oh, Brian, what have you done now?